Hello and welcome to the NLCC Sermon Recap Podcast. On the podcast with me today, I have Patrick. Hi there. And I am Preston, and we're going to be uh, here in a moment listening in on the message from North Liberty Church of Christ uh, from this past Sunday. Uh, we had a special preacher guest this week, uh, Troy from Michiana Camp, was able to come. He shared a couple stories about camp, but he also talked about what it's like to be Jesus in the 21st century. Preston, what's one thing that really stood out to you from Troy's message? He talked about those three, um, the three things that he learned when he was a firefighter, uh, to identify, adapt, and overcome. And all three of those are great. Um, one thing that really stood out to me was when he was talking about overcome, um, the, the verse that he used there for me was perfect. And he, he really, um, showed us a method for overcoming through Christ. And, you know, you use that word overcome in scripture, you're automatically going to be drawn towards certain scriptures that talk about Christ having already overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but the verse that he used was not that right. for me. Yeah. Uh, I expected him to go to those Romans passages for Christ has already overcome the world. I expected him to go there, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't. He, he went instead back to the Proverbs. Right. And he used a verse there that I think was really interesting in showing us how to overcome through submission. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I want you to think for yourself. Um, but that part really stood out for me, and I hope that you really tune in when he gets to that part of the message here in a bit. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, one thing just to add is along the same lines with the identify, adapt, and overcome, um, he mentions briefly how we as a church, we want to overcome the world and like give the world Jesus and show them Jesus, um, and we want to take that huge step, but Sometimes we need to step back and think, like, what do we need on a personal level mm-hmm. first? What do we need to overcome um, to overcome those barriers of that main yeah. goal? And I thought that was cool because, like, everybody wants to change the world, but some people don't even want to uh, make their bed in the morning. Yeah, so. or just work on themselves at all. Exactly. So, so yeah. uh, I thought that was good, too. Yeah, awesome. Thank you very much, Patrick. That's enough of listening to us. Let's go ahead and tune in to this message from Troy on being Jesus in the 21st century. Okay, so I guess you guys are going through this series called Being Like Jesus in the 21st Century. Before we get into that, I'm going to do a little what's called Introduce Myself. So you know that my name is Troy uh, Cleland, and I'm the director at Michiana Christian Camp. Things are going pretty well there, all right? Our first day of camp, we ended up having hail and rain, uh, thunderstorm, and tornado warnings. So that was about right. Um, we, we got through that. We tried our, our uh, drive-through registration process for the first time. And the first day was, I don't want to say disastrous, but because of the weather, everybody got wet, including the registration forms, except for the parents and the campers, which, so we did pretty good, right? Um, uh, registration has gone pretty well since then. We've got so many stories already, and we're halfway through the summer, okay? We just got done with second and third grade camp, and I know there are some parents in here of those kids that have come back. If they talked about anybody that was covered with peanut butter, like head to toe, that's this guy up front. They absolutely love that at the campfire area. They went down the slip and slide. They learned about Jesus. That is our mission. This week, we have high school starting uh, today, so if you could keep them uh, in your prayers, um, we're going to have a great week. Um, 
So what does it mean to be like Jesus in the 21st century? Um, well, you know, I'm thinking the 21st century. I th- the first thing that comes to mind is first world problems. Do you know what first world problems is? It's kind of like you go through the drive through at McDonald's and the French fry falls out, falls into your seats, and you're just like, no, right? Or, you know, you pour your cereal in the morning and you're checking the refrigerator and you've got this much milk. Isn't that irritating? And you're just don't know what to do. Those are first world problems. And so I figured that I'd just write a few of these down and they need your help, okay? Just raise your hand. Um, it's, a, it's a would you rather kind of a deal, okay? First world problems here. Peanut butter, it's a big dilemma. We've got those that like crunchy and those that like smooth. Who are my crunchy people? Okay, you guys, fine. Smooth, yeah, all right, excellent. Pop or soda? Is it soda or pop? There's my northerners. Excellent. Coke or Pepsi? Who likes Coca-Cola? Pepsi. Oh, my. Okay. Mac and PC. Who are my Mac people? Yep. All right. PC. You know what? There's a lot of people in the first service that were PC as well. That's why the computer business is going so well, I guess, as far as the repair shop. Anyways, uh, just joking, just joking. Toilet paper, that's a big deal, right? Everybody uses it, but the big, big deal is does it roll over or under? So how many are my over? Okay, excellent. We got to make sure that's right. Unders, there's a, there's a few of you, a little backwards, that's fine. Cat or dog? Who are our cat people? Gotcha, right up here in the front. Very, very good. Dog? Yes. All right. Qdoba, Chipotle. Qdobas? Chipotle. Neither. Okay, there we go. And then finally, Cheez-Its versus goldfish. Cheez-Its? Goldfish? Uh, uh, I'm glad we hit a nerve. That is fantastic. So now that we've we've solved some of these um, uh, first world issues, uh, I want to uh, look at what we kind of see the world as it is, really. Um, but before I do that, I just want to let you know another chapter of my life that you may not know about. Uh, I was a professional firefighter for a number of years in Virginia, around the Virginia Beach area. Yeah, they're still there, you know. I. I opted out to go into ministry. Uh, I had a really fantastic experience with the fire department. Does anybody here in the fire service? Uh, yes, volunteer professional or the police? Okay, anybody? Or military? Okay. Serving is, is definitely a privilege, and it, is a, it was a wonderful experience. And one thing I learned in the fire service, especially in academy, they drove it in our heads, drove it in our brains. Identify, adapt, and overcome. Identify, adapt, and overcome. Every incident that we would go to would be different. My captain was just like, you need to be prepared. Identify, adapt, and overcome. If we become the first on scene, we got to paint the picture, right? Identify, what do we got? So we're talking to dispatch, and we're just like, well, this is what we have. And then, then what? Then we got to come up with a plan. We got to adapt to the situation at hand. And it's like, what, what are we going to do? And then overcome. That's the point we just do it. 
and we overcome. Identify, adapt, and overcome. Fire service taught me a lot about some problem solving. And then we also had some fun times too, uh, like mattress jousting in the bunk room. We had 16 guys on our, in, our, in my company, um, uh, shift uh, B. Uh, we had uh, two pumpers, a ladder truck, um, a, tra a crash truck, two ambulances, and the SWAT team had their toys there too. But um, we had a good time uh, together serving the community, but it was in the, in, the, in, the, in the bunkhouse and in the firehouse. We got to know each other really well, and lots of memories were made. You know, when you get right out of the fire academy and you're a rookie, it's not always pleasant. Uh, it's not always pleasant. You know, um, there were a lot of pranks. One I can remember, uh, if you were on the ambulance and a rookie, you're most definitely going to get visited by the, uh, the uh, glitter fairy. The glitter fairy was somebody that came in while you were sleeping in the middle of the night and just put a little bit of glitter on your face while you're sleeping. So when you get a call at three o'clock in the morning, you get your gear up, you don't check the mirror, you just go, right? And then you're, at, it's very an, an, uh, very unprofessional, but you go and then you're, you're talking to somebody, are you feeling okay? And you got all this glitter all over you. Uh, we got some laughs that way. I do remember a call, uh, Uriel uh, was a rookie, a first call, I believe, uh, first or second, I don't know. It was the middle of the night, uh, it was um, it was basically a woman. She was from Russia. I mean, she's it was just really strange. This is in Virginia, and we go up to this house. Uh, she had been hurting herself, uh, wasn't in her right mind. Was speaking in Russian. The police were already there. They kind of they made the scene safe, and we went in to do uh, first responding stuff. So we in the middle of the night, you just grab your turnout gear and you're walking through boots and big turnout stuff, right? Well, her house was immaculate. It was all white. You know those people? Like everything is white. The carpet's white. The walls are white. The pictures are white. The furniture is white. The cabinets are white, and you're just like you know, wow, this is a crazy, and then all of these guys are just lumping in, right? Well, we're, we're, we're sizing up the scene, we're, we're talking to this lady, and just trying to do a little bit, and she's just talking, talking in Russian, and then all of a sudden, she says, I smell dog poop, and we're like, what? I'm sorry? Dog poop. I smell dog poop. Sure enough, it smelled like dog poop. Uriel goes up to the captain. He said, I think it's me. I think it's me. He's like, what do you mean it's you? We look back and there's a trail of dog poop that he had tracked. He stepped in it outside and it was like, what do we do? I don't know. See ya. Get a carpet cleaner. And so we just, we left. But those are the stories that we, we, we got to experience over the years. And that was one of those really kind of embarrassing but comical memories um, and uh, we got to experience a lot of the world. When I, when I think of, of the world today, the 21st century, what it poses, what really just comes out like a billboard, politics, Republicans versus Democrats, canceling culture, race wars, transgender, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, COVID, sex trafficking, Hate crimes, drugs, depression, suicide, 
homosexuality, liberals versus conservatives, and the list goes on. These are the things that we face, and this is what the world is just shouting at us, and our young people are just like, what do we do? And I think, Lord Jesus, is it more difficult? Are we experiencing more oppression than what you experienced way back when, when you were walking the, the earth? And I have to look back, and it's like, well, they had the, the Roman Empire uh, that they were struggling with. Diseases like leprosy, demon possession, slavery, Jews, Gentiles. They had a lot of things going on in their, uh, their time as well. And we know what the Bible says about the world. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. It says in John 15, 18, if the world hates you, keep in mind it hates me first. So we know what the world has to offer is hard, is ugly, is evil. But yet we do a really good job of embracing it. Not necessarily through the eyes of Christ, but we embrace the world as it is. Identify, adapt, and overcome. What are we supposed to do with a world that is broken? Well, we've identified the world is broken. We're going to adapt. This is a transformation process. Adapt. The scripture says from Matthew 28, 16 through 20, the great commission, many of you are familiar with it. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we have identified that we have a broken world. We have given the task, we know what to do, to go out and make disciples of all nations. And to overcome, Jesus has already done that. He has come to us. He has died on the cross. He was raised from the dead. And he has given us the opportunity to be saved. Identify, adapt, and overcome. Simple enough, simple enough solution. But I am, I am a little worried that we like to commission that out to others, specifically the church. Yes, that is the job of the church, but what I'm talking about is us as an individual. Leonard Ravenhill said, the early church was married to poverty, prisons, and persecution. Today, the church is married to prosperity, personality, and popularity. The church. Let me read that again. The early church was married to poverty, prisons, and persecution. 
Today, the church is married to prosperity, personality, and popularity. What does that mean? It means, and it sounds like the church is embracing the world rather than trying to go out and make disciples. If you look on social media, it's going crazy with the amount of tolerance that we have. The, the amount of tolerance is very, very worrisome for me. So what do we do about this? We need to identify what the real problem is. The church has its marching orders. But what's the problem with the church? We're more worried about first world problems than looking in the mirror. We're more worried about our neighbor's lawn than our neighbor's soul. We're more worried about where we sit than where we need to sit. And that's in front of the throne of Christ. Tim read a passage to you this morning from Psalm 143.10. And that's what I want to be the banner for you today. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Do you know where level ground is? Imagine drawing a circle around yourself. Not your family, not your brother, not your sister, not your mom, not your dad, not your children, you. Imagine drawing a circle around yourself and trying to work and evaluate and identifying what it is about you that's getting in the way of finding level ground. You. Me. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. I believe it's about intimacy. It's about a relationship that we need to have every day, finding the face of Christ. And we fail to do that because we get into the way. I think of the story um, about Jesus who healed the woman that was bleeding for 12 years. This woman who had been bleeding for 12 years um, exhausted all of her resources between doctors and whoever else to try to, to heal her or figure out what was going on. And when Jesus came through, came to town, she knew in her heart that if she could just touch a piece of his cloth, his cloak, clothing, that she would be healed. And on that day when Jesus was going through, there was crowds of people pressing in on him, pressing in on him. And when she touched, when she found her way, maneuvering through the crowd and touching his cloak, he said, who touched me? And the disciples said, are you kidding? There's like uh, 
there's a ton of people out here. We're all touching you, Jesus. No. The power has left me. Somebody touched me. And at that point, the woman could not hide any longer. And so he told her, because of your faith, you're healed. Go in peace. Go in peace. She had an encounter with Jesus. The same with Zacchaeus. Behind closed doors, we don't know what the conversation was when Jesus said, hey, I'm going to your house today. I'm going to have some lunch. What do you got? Closed the door, and he was a brand new, brand new person. You know why? Because he had an encounter with Jesus. When was the last time you had an encounter with Jesus? Not your family, not your brothers, not your sisters, not your kids. You. When was the last time you had an encounter with Jesus? A true encounter. Something that penetrated your heart. Identify, adapt, and overcome. If you are identifying right now that there is something in your heart, something in your mind that is preventing you from moving outside and seeing the face of Christ, well, then you know what the next step is. Adapt. You have to adapt. You have to have a plan. You have to move forward. You know what to do in order to have that third piece, which is to overcome. Identify, adapt, overcome. What do we got? What are we going to do? And do it. I think the do it part is difficult. It's simple enough, but doing it is difficult. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. We were, for there, they, we were therefore buried with him through baptism and death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life, Romans 6, 4. A new life. I think a lot of us have this misconception that once we give our life to Christ and we get wet, that everything is golden for the rest of my life. But what we don't realize that it is a daily yielding, a daily surrender, a daily baptism into his presence. We get comfortable. We get comfortable because we have no needs. We have no needs. Back to what uh, Leonard Ravenhill said, the early church was married to poverty, prison, and persecution. Today, the church is married to prosperity, personality, and popularity. A lot of times, people will choose a church based on how well they're entertained. You are the church. You are the church. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Where is level ground? It's right here. 
when Moses was called up to the mountain and encountered the burning bush, what did God say? Take off your sandals because you're on holy ground. Holy ground. God didn't want anything interfering with the touch. You are on holy ground. Every time you commit to prayer, you are talking to the God of the universe who is capable of taking whatever you're dealing with inside of your circle and removing it. He has overcome it for you. So we have the problem. We've identified what's going on. We know what we need to do, and we already have the results if we choose to take the courage to step there. So my question to you this morning is, and the challenge, is what is it from preventing you from taking that step of courage? What is it? I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So, going back to being like Jesus in the 21st century. If you want to be like Jesus in the 21st century, then you have got to work on the inside of your circle. Because if you don't, your fruit isn't going to be bore. Which means you're not going to do much good for the great commission that he calls all of us to do and to be. That is the purpose of the church. All of us can be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. All of us have the ability to take on his spirit and perform the great commission if we allow him to. If we allow him to. If we allow him to. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get comfortable. You know that story I told you about Uriel tracking in poo? Got everybody's attention. And not in a good way. I encourage you, don't step in poo. All right? Don't step in poo. And if you do, there's a remedy. You can get it cleaned off. Jesus is offering for you to come and to get cleaned up. You got work to do. 
And if we're going to save the world through Jesus Christ, we got to start right here and find level ground. Level ground with Jesus. Ask him for his spirit to lead you. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for forgiveness. Repent and go. And your life will be blessed. I promise. That's all I got. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thanks for everything. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving us and the mess that we've created. I ask, Lord, that if we have apathy in our life, that you would revive us. I pray, God, if there is something in the way that's preventing us from seeing your face, I ask that you would help us to have the courage to remove it. I ask, Lord, if there is someone that just needs to talk, that they find a support group. We know that the devil wants to isolate us and keep us from you. And he'll do anything to make that happen. I ask, Lord, that you help us identify what it is that the problem is. Help us to adapt. Help us to transform so that we can overcome I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you for the church. I thank you for each person in this room. And my prayer is that you would convict their hearts to get closer to you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. I invite you, if you have a decision to make, come on up. If you just want to pray, come on up. If you just want to have a good day, go eat some french fries. Don't lose any in a seat. Go for it. You guys are dismissed. Well, thank you for tuning in to listen to the message this morning with us. Thank you, Patrick, for uh, coming and talking about it a little bit with me. Hey, if you haven't already joined Right Now Media, I want to let you know uh, that this is a resource that our church is providing to you for free. Uh, we call it the Netflix of Bible studies. Really, uh, it's just a huge um, selection of videos. There's a couple movies on there, but there's also just great Bible studies that you can go and look through. Stuff for families, stuff for men, women, marriages, um, things if you're dealing with anxiety and depression or parenting, uh, almost any issue really that you can... It all. Yeah, just, it really does. Um, and, and again, this is a free resource that we are giving you access to all of it. So if you haven't already, head over to northliberty.cc slash rnm that's as, as in right now media so head there um and we'll get you free access to this great resource that we have i uh, thank you for tuning in and listening and we look forward to doing this again with you next week